to like see people and that's like the cooler thing is it's like you see the devs and you're like oh hey like nice like updates on gaming you can talk or whatever and you're not really like here for like the lights you're there for like the people and like the community yeah i mean i'm finding it as like i know more and more people that yeah PAX is like the most exciting part of these shows is like seeing all the people that don't live yeah, where yeah. i live yeah yeah precisely and that, that stuff definitely is very cool so what's your name and what's your game? Uh, so I'm Izzy of Disavor, and the game I'm showing at PAX is Among the Clouds. Uh, I was a student at DigiPen in my junior year, and we spent a year-long, this is a year-long project where I worked with a team of 16 people. I was the creative director and audio lead, so I did all the audio tech, worked with the two sound designers, and I did a lot of the designing and prototyping. Okay, so um, what, what, like, pitch the game? Um, so... Yeah, so Among the Clouds is like a, a two-player, like, asymmetrical, like, uh, versus game where one person plays, like, a little, uh, like, a security camera that's trying to find the other player, which is a robot in the field of similar-looking robots. That robot's trying to escape, and the uh, security player is trying to stop them from escaping. And so it's cool because, uh, obviously, there's just all of these similar-looking AI, and one of them are, is acting a little bit weirder than the rest of them. you got to figure that out. And there's also, like, the element of the spectator sport where even if you're not playing the game, it's fun to try and, like, look and see who's acting out. And there are a bunch of mechanics, like having to open doors and, like, running and stuff like that that will make you act different from the AI. Like, you have to to be able to win. And so, you know, it's, it's a cool back and forth. So, given it's a game about, like, deception and stealth, how did that impact your, like, sound design on the game? Um, so that's actually a very interesting question because there's a whole lot of content that you sort of can't give away. Like, if you want to put footsteps on the player, you can't really. If you want to give the player sound effects and they do an action, you can't really. So, like, we can give sound effects to all of the things that the security player is doing because you know precisely where they are. But we can really not give too much to the person who's running around because if we give away sound effects specifically for them, you'll be able to match that up to whatever action they're doing and be able to, like, you know, like, point that out. So there not being a lot of, like, environmental stuff or ambience. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you if you play the game, you'll notice that, like, you know, like, placing objects or calling down, like, the capture things to try and capture the player, all that makes, like, sounds. But the player themselves doesn't really make too many uh, just to not give them away. And that was something we struggled a whole lot with in the beginning because we wanted to do, like, sort of a, a layering thing with how fast the player is moving and stuff like that. But it's, like, it's difficult because at some point when you layer on the audio effects to try to give game feedback, it becomes gimmicky. And so it's, it was actually a very interesting design problem to solve. And um, how did you guys, like, kind of tune or play test the amount of robots? Like? Um, so a lot of it comes from trying to design the AI to do things that a player would do. So a lot of the time you'll see the AI like stop and like look around or there's another area in the game where it's like a red light green light thing where if it's red uh, the, the AI stop and if it's green the AI continue moving and even in that zone we have some AI that just don't obey the laws at all um, just so when the player doesn't obey it doesn't immediately show them off. So it's like it's, it's interesting because you have to make the AI like sort of mess up on purpose so that it isn't super immediately obvious where the uh, actual robot player is. Is this the first show you've shown this game at? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're only really here with the DigiPen, like, you know, PAX, our arcade booth, and we it, it, you, we typically only show games that have been worked on the past year. So since we worked on this game this year, we're showing it this year, and then next year we probably won't show it or whatever. Okay, and how much, like, showing or demoing did you do? Like, was this in grad shows, or do you guys do, like, game nights, or...? Uh, so, I mean, at DigiPen itself, there are, like, a, a bunch of shows where we do, like, award ceremonies, stuff like that. But outside of, outside of that, it's not really too much. I mean, 
the idea is that like if we wanted to continue work, working on this game to send it to competitions, we would have uh, and been working over the summer and everything. But a bunch of people on the team actually like got internships and stuff from being able from showing off all the work. Like our team is 16 people, and there's a lot of ridiculous technology that's in it for like a college student. And so this sort of it's funny. The game got us all like internships and jobs, and then we didn't work on the game to put it into competitions but it sort of didn't matter so much so it's like you know a, a win 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 lose in some respects yeah i mean the vibe of it like seems like it's a much more in-depth version like because there's other games that explore these type of things yeah um like even in the indie scene i can't remember it was like one of the xbox live indie games mm. had a similar thing where you're just moving from left to right not mm. necessarily in 3d yeah so the 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 general like tone I got from this is that it's a well done, well thought out, new ideas on like kind of a more. It's not necessarily an established genre, yeah, but, yeah. but it's 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 like a no or yeah, it's something seen before, but just haven't seen it done that well. Like you, we're implementing the colored ground and and to try and like stop and start the yeah, AI yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's like a lot more mechanics than. I've seen in these type of games. Yeah, and the asymmetrical multiplayer stuff was definitely something that a lot of the designers were really, really into, like myself especially, because uh, those kind of games are fun, because it's harder to try and tell which side is better, like which side is easier to win with. And it's very hard to try and tell and like empirically like determine that. Um, and so that that part is definitely interesting to design for, but also a struggle as well. Were you guys able to like play test and like even in in your school and kind of see that one side was winning more than you wanted? To yeah, see? definitely. There were there are a lot of builds where like it would be a landslide in one direction, and then a land like and then you know you change some stuff two months later, and then it's a landslide in the other direction. Like it was uh, it, it's interesting um, because we had to do a lot of stuff to like. I don't know, it was the kind of thing where we had to keep testing it because at no point could, could we, like, say, okay, we add this and this will fix all our problems. Like, like obviously, you know, in design you shouldn't do that. But, like, especially in a game like this, it's incredibly hard to, to figure that kind of stuff out. And did you do the soundtrack as well? No, I did not compose the soundtrack. I did a bunch of sound effects, but the soundtrack was composed by Chris Satan, who's okay. just a sound designer on the, on the team. Okay. Wow, so what was the team breakdown, like, discipline-wise? Uh, so we had seven devs, like, uh, two physics programmers, a graphics programmer, animation programmer, uh, the general engine programmer, the editor programmer, and then, like, another editor slash particle effects. And then we had three designers, myself included. It was just one of us was AI design, the other one was level design, the other one was mechanics design. I was mechanics design. Um, and then the sound designers, which just had, had, like, me, which was the sound tech and then the sound effects dude uh, and the soundtrack dude and then we had four artists uh, which was like environment character animation UI and like art lead that sounds much better than my school project team composition <laughs> my school project team composition was four programmers 17 designers and 10 artists that sounds fun <laughs> two of the devs were also producers so I mean there's that but I think I think part of the thing is that like we've everyone on this team has worked on at least another year-long project. Like we have another year-long project in sophomore year, um, and so we all sort of understand the use of each member of the team. We're like, you know, if you're making a team for the first time, maybe you don't think a producer is super necessary, and then after you start, you know, like after you're working on it for a little while, you're like, oh man, like. Um, this is actually super useful and just trying to do work without coordinating it or having like a plan or clearly even something simple as saying I'm working on this 
and just having that be in an open area so you don't collide with people. Like that stuff is incredibly valuable, but I feel like you only learn it after you work on a team that doesn't have it. So you were speaking about this being a project that was released this year. This means you're on to the next project yeah. or the next thing? Yep. What's, what's that? Um, so at Digipen, we have to continue working on game projects for the next year. I have another uh, game project I'm probably going to do once school starts up again uh, on Tuesday, uh, September 6th. But over the summer, I've been working on just a solo project that uh, has been an interesting thing because I wanted to just kind of do a game where I took a whole lot of the roles on the team and just polished it like a, a silly amount. Because one of the things about like you know student games is you don't really get a whole lot of time for just straight up like polish, where you're like, okay, I'm not going to add too much mechanics. I'm just going to test and then like remove bugs. You don't get a whole lot of time for that because you, your dev cycle is like only a year, and so that's not the greatest amount of time. Uh, to, yeah. Ours was three months. Oh, or no, I was thinking of say. It's six, but we had other classes at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, your scope has something to play into it. But, like, with a game of this scope where we had to get it working, like, fully within, like, eight months and then, like, had, like, a month maybe to finish polishing it, like, that's that's not nearly enough time to get all the polish you really want to. And so I wanted to just make a product that was sort of just me doing that the whole way. Are you able to kind of choose that as a game project for while at DigiPen, or, or do you have to do, like, collaborative? Um, I'm probably going to keep it fully detached from DigiPen in the case that I want to sell it later on, because if I do want to and it's not, and it's, and it's attached to DigiPen in any way, I can't do that. So, um, but I'm probably going to work on another project separately while at school, but, yeah. Um, Cool. So you enjoy impact so far? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's it's definitely super cool. Um, I haven't been around to troll the ground floor, but there are a bunch of other Digipen devs that uh, I know are having booths around. Like I know Distance is up there somewhere. I think uh, Foresighted Fantasies up there. They were last year. Um, I think MechaZoo also might be up there. I don't know. I'm just naming like teams I saw last year that may or may not actually be there. But they're all people who are like, you know, Digipen devs that are working on games after they graduated, and they're all really cool games. So, And you're here as a photographer, you were saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm here with the, the, the student booth uh, doing photography because I enjoy that and they need a photographer. Um, but it's also just fun here because I've been to GDC for the past two years in a row and I've started making a whole lot of context. And I, and I have like the own game that I'm trying to work on. So it's like, you know, I'm here as the photographer and for like a couple hours and then like I get to, you know, troll the ground floor and just be like, hey, also I'm just a dev. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always like even this podcast I only do because I have a certain amount of time and access and yeah. people I've met and it's and it's relatively easy, fun to do and yeah. and it's good to try and make as much of a show as possible. Yeah, and it's fun because I've been able to like show off the the game working which it's called Synth Rally. Um, and I've been able to show it off because I have I, I literally I'm working on my Surface Pro 3 because I don't have be a better computer to work on I've, I've, um, I've heard good things about the Surface yeah, Pro they're, they're pretty solid but the game is rapidly approaching the point where it's kind of not an option anymore but uh, it's been cool because I can just show people the game and it's incredibly easy and it's like oh man look at this thing I worked on and it's like I don't know it's it's like my first test at being like an actual dev which is it's, it's funny to me because like I don't know when you're in college and stuff like that like the stuff you do isn't technically like real game development heavy air quotes uh, in this game since it's not attached to school at all is like something that I would actually put in like my professional portfolio and stuff like that okay yeah well that's really cool it's cool that you're already starting that because I knew like 
when I was in school, one thing that I because I took like a program in specific class in an arts or program in an art school, and it was like we'd all have the same things. Mm. We all went to the same classes, had the same courses and the same projects. Yeah, yeah. Very limited amount of time to like show your own thing. Yeah. That when you're compared in a line with other people, yeah. That one guy's gonna be better at whatever. This guy's gonna be or whatever's gonna be better at different things. So it's good to it's good to stand out. So. And you know, typically people have like internship experience they use their senior year, but I didn't happen to get any internships, and I was like, you know. As much as I would like to sit around and be like, oh, dang, Blizzard and Sony and blah, blah, blah didn't accept me, uh, it's probably just more constructive to work on something. So I just actually did that. I mean, that's what I, I when I was looking for a job um, out of school, I basically just made an Xbox Live indie game at the time, and then I ended up lining up that it finished it right when I got a job. Mm. Um, don't really know, ultimately, if it, like, helped or hurt, because it <laughs> yeah. didn't come out at the time when I, like, was applying and stuff like that, but it's the best thing you can do. Is yeah. like if you have the time, if you have the inspiration to be working on yeah, stuff like that. Some productivity is a great deal better than none. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the question bus. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, I mean, you know, the game Synth Rally, which I'm still working on. I don't really know when I'm going to release it. Does it have a Twitter account? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, where I, I typically release stuff on, like, you know, Screenshot Saturday and stuff like that. Um, and occasionally we'll release test builds because I have stuff like a tutorial that I recently did where I can't really show it to any of my friends I've been showing the game. Oh, because they know how to play. Yeah, because, yeah, like how you also get to test the tutorial. So, yeah, stuff like that. So, but, like, what's the Twitter account name? Uh, it's at SynthRally. Okay. So it's S-Y-N-T-H-R-A-L-Y. Just one L. Two L's. Two L's. Yes. Okay. Um, and do you have a Twitter account? Yeah, uh, it's at BBQ Steak Tips. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, and so it, steak, I feel. I mean, I'm Canadian, so like I'm as far away from like barbecue. Yeah. But it's super interesting. To I me. mean, I like doing it all the time. I also really enjoy cooking. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually like spend most of my time cooking barbecue and Mexican. Oh, hey, there you go. Because that's the, that's like the, one of the few foods in Vancouver where I'm from that there isn't a lot. I mean, I think there's places that are good, but it's it's like there's not as many. Whereas, I guess like, I definitely every get that. sushi place in Vancouver is pretty good at least yeah yeah it's, and, it's, and it's like being in the north and trying to get like you know like real southern food it's like yeah. not really gonna happen unless you're like in new york okay um so so is like barbecued steak tips a thing yeah no yes definitely i feel like that's too expensive of a meat to barbecue no it depends on the it depends on the cut like if it's like something like a, a tough cut like strip or something like that where, you know, maybe the entire steak isn't the most attractive-looking thing in the world, then you can uh, cook it and, like, cut it up into individual bits. So I take it it's slow-cooked and smoked like all of the other meats? Or, uh, no. or is it just seared and... I mean, yeah, you treat it like a steak, but then you just cut it up afterwards. And put barbecue sauce on it. Well, yeah, as a marinade or afterwards or whatever, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, what's, what's your... You're going like, to rank I like the... that we're just talking about this now. This is not a... This is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is... <laughs> Um, if you had to rank your barbecue sauces, like what kind, what types uh, of your favorite? I mean, I don't know if I can rank them, but uh, I think two that are always solid that I go with is Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's is pretty good. Uh, and then Stubbs also I really like. Uh, but I, I meant less like brand and oh, okay. more like region. Oh, region. Um, then I don't know. <laughs> because, I mean, other than like, you know, having a general taste of things in the South, uh, I don't. I wouldn't be able to nail down a general area. Oh no! But I mean, like Memphis is the sweet one, right? Oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, North Carolina is the mustard one. Yeah. And then, like, Louisiana is the, like, tangy, spicy one? Yeah, then I guess Louisiana is the one for me, yeah. Okay. Are you originally from the South? No, no, I'm from Boston. Okay. Yeah. You just I'm, have a Yeah, affection. I know, I know, right? It's, <laughs> it's just like... Hey, man. It's just like me. I have an affection for barbecue. Different and, strokes for different folks. Yeah. 